there's always these compromises that we have throughout our working lives when we're doing it as a side hustle. If it's our one business and we're not the one who's the provider of family needs, then we can focus, we can do, you know, all of the hours. So, you know, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to work full or part time? What does your working life and your small business look like to you? Because one thing that we really aren't told about when we have our own small business is all of the other work that goes into it and people who don't have a small business cannot comprehend just how much paperwork we have to do as small business owners so my husband works for somebody else so he has tons of paperwork to do but he can control it into his into his business time whereas for me to control it in my business time means I can't see clients I'm not earning money So we've got to really think about how we're doing it, how we're spreading our time across and how we're earning our money across our time as well. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How are you today? How's it all going with you? I thought we'd talk about what your dream business looks like. I did mention last week about resilience and I thought that is part of everything that we're talking about and um, and we need to talk about it, but it's not going to be this week. It's going to be next week, okay? I hope you don't mind. Um, I'm putting it off a bit, but it is there because I just thought that our dream business, while we're looking on the positive, we ought to look at the positive side first and then head in to some of that resilient side and some of that negativity with business. So what does your dream business look like? Take a moment and think, what is it that you want to see in the future? What is it that you want to see now? What is it that's, you know, there's all of these options open to you, but we have to start somewhere. And where are you taking that first step with your dream business? So with my dream business, it has education. Here I am and you're listening to me. But when I started in practice with clients, I was doing workshops and presentations, which then became webinars, of course, as times changed. And I was working with my clients. I've always had take-home notes. I thought as a nurse, take-home notes were really, really important because the person has greater control over their health if they have everything with them. So when I was nursing, when I trained as a nurse, we're just in the UK, um, we were giving everybody take-home notes. And those take-home notes meant that everybody knew what was going on. And then... Taking it that one step further as a naturopath, I, you know, I always encourage them to, you know, get their blood results when they've had bloods done at the doctors, get the results from everything that's done with every specialist, get the results from me, you know, what I'm doing and keep it all in one folder because then you've got, you know, you can go back and look. So there's all sorts of things that I introduced with my clients and things that I would do, I was doing because I'm very much into the education for my clients programs. They, for education that you know I'm educating the client on what really should be in the pantry what really should be in the fridge how we should be cooking all of those things were part of my programs and so that's all part of 
you know, the development of what my business was looking like. And then the education, you know, I became a lecturer. So rather than just seeing um, mentees one-on-one, I started doing group work. I started seeing where where the lack was, where I lacked with my training, because I could compare it to when I qualified as a nurse, which you know, you're just thrown out into the world as a naturopath, whereas as a nurse, of course, I was, well, I was supported a bit, I wasn't supported that much, I've got to say, but, um, you know, I had three years on the wards, so in my third year, I was running the ward, but I was supported while I was doing that, so that when I qualified, I really wasn't charged, but I could still ask people, there were people around me that I could ask whilst I was supporting others and training them, And that's the same now. I want to support people who are coming out into the world. I want to make sure that their practice works for them. And I want to make sure that they have the practice they want. So I see my clients. I very much um, dictate when I see clients, the times that I'm available for them and the times that I'm available for mentees. As I've already said, you know, I have to have some time off here and there. But becoming that lecturer, I saw that lack of education for everybody in pediatrics and I saw the need for the academy where you know people have got that other naturopaths other nutritionists other natural therapists that they can bounce ideas off they can talk to they don't feel alone there's that community and of course the graduate program where people come out into the world now the graduate program is going to be available um outside of the intakes so because it's taking on everything is taking on this greater format I've got so much information recorded you've got no idea every time I do a graduate program again you get all the old recordings from the old ones you get all the new recordings so there is so much information in there Um, I'm looking at cherry picking now some of that information in there and really concentrating that time on supporting people as they come out you know giving them those one-to-ones in their time rather than forcing everybody to turn up to these group sessions that they often can't turn up to because we're all so busy I mean I'm, I'm really busy and you know when I first qualified I had small children so I totally get where people are coming from where they haven't got the time they've got to drive the kids they've got to do this they've got to do that and what works for me doesn't necessarily work for you know everybody else so when we're thinking about our business and how we structure our business we've got to think about our goals so you know my monetary goals initially when I very first qualified were just a family holiday every year and my family holidays aren't rubbish holidays I've got to say so but that was my goal that post um you know spending keeping on educating because I can't resist a course you know buying things doing all the things for my business there was money left over for our family holidays so we had a proper fit to one or two family holidays you know a year we went to Ibiza all sorts of things so you know as the children have got older so I've been able to earn more money because they've been more independent um But initially, I had to have a nanny. So, you know, that's an expenditure. I'm paying a nanny to look after my children while I look after others. So there's always these compromises that we have throughout our working lives when we're doing it as a side hustle. If it's our one business and we're not the one who's the provider of family needs, then we can focus, we can do, you know, all of the hours. So, you know, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to work full or part time? What does your working life and your small business look like to you? Because one thing that we really aren't told about when we have our own small business is all of the other work that goes into it and people who don't have a small business cannot comprehend just how much paperwork we have to do as small business owners so my husband works for somebody else so he has tons of paperwork to do but he can control it into his into his business time 
Whereas for me to control it in my business time means I can't see clients, I'm not earning money. So we've got to really think about how we're doing it, how we're spreading our time across and how we're earning our money across our time as well. So, you know, how does your business fit in with your life and your times available and your boundaries? We do have to set up those boundaries very early on. It took me years to figure out my boundaries and it was an utter eye-opening moment. I don't know if I've told you about it. Um, I was standing, I'll tell you about it again if I haven't, and if you haven't heard it, great, here it is the first time. We do like to repeat stories in my family, so that's all good. There were four of us standing talking in the schoolyard, and this woman literally came in, barged in front of the other ladies and said, Geraldine, what do I think? Da, 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 da. And I just looked at the other ladies. I looked at her and I just thought, number one, you've been totally rude, slamming past all these people, putting your backs to them to talk to me. But the other people, they just sort of were smiling. And I realized that they knew that I finally figured out that I'd done this to myself. So I was standing next to a GP. I was standing next to an accountant. And the other lady had a small business as well. So those three were looking at me going, you set yourself up to do this, to answer these questions in the schoolyard. And I just looked at them, you know, no, there's a GP right there. She could have asked the GP the exact same question, but she did not ask the GP. She asked me. She put it back to the GP. So I turned around and I said, wow, that's really interesting that that's happening for you. There's obviously a lot going on that we'd need to discuss rather than just here in the schoolyard. So if you'd like to book an appointment, I've got my diary with me here now and we can make that appointment for you. For um, I've got space at the end of this week or something in next week. To which she wrote, oh, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. I just thought you'd have a quick answer. That's okay. It's like, no, no, it's this isn't quick. Um, so I'm more than happy to, you know, book you in for an appointment. But that wasn't she, what she wanted. And that made me start realizing my boundaries. Now, my children were in primary school then, in lower primary and junior primary. So they were little. And um, I was just like, I've totally set myself up for this by not having these boundaries. And she walked away and the other woman came back in and they said, did you learn from that? And the GP was like, she didn't ask me, did she? Because you're not going to. So we have to set those boundaries up really early on. I set those boundaries up properly then. And I don't have problems with people ringing and contacting me and emailing me constantly because I set the boundaries up at the beginning. So when we're working on deciding when we're going to work, how we're going to work, in what space we're going to work, then we need to really think about that niche, the people we want to work with, and sort of in the industry as well, because yes, we're professionals and we have a, you know, we are all professionals within the space, but there's an industry space as well. You know, maybe we like to manufacture, maybe we like to make things, maybe we like other parts of doing what we're doing. Maybe we want to spread our time across the industry. Maybe we want to rep for a company. Um, maybe we want to work for somebody else for a bit as well as see clients. So you need to really think, you know, lots of people work in a health food shop and see clients because they can get clients from the health food shop. It's a great referral base. So when we think about our dream business, we really need to think about all, what is it we want to do? What is our base understanding? What is it financially, socially, um, environmentally, economically, all of the other things that go with our business? And how is it that we're going to fit all of these into our life and make this business the business, the dream business that we really want? So it is time to sit down. If you're in the academy, then in the academy, there is a meditation to help you with this. Um, 
So we really want to know what our dream business looks like. We really want to forward think our dream business. And we have to realize how much work there is in there when we work for ourselves and be able to time timetable that work that goes with the business. All right. So I hope that's helped you. I hope you, you know, just got you thinking, you know, really about your values as well as what, what is it, the, the base things that you want to do with your clients, the other things, you know, is it just one-to-ones or do you want to do workshops? Do you want programs? What is it, that, you know, that really makes you sing when you get up in the morning, really makes you shine, makes you want to do this job? So I'll leave you to think about that and I hope you have an absolutely brilliant rest of day. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.